It's a little more than a 12-hour drive from Common Collie. So she got here. Uh, um, uh, uh, you gotta, you can stay on the floor. Is that, is that what? Okay. Um, so we're gonna get that set up. But um, Nadine, well, she's. She, I, I don't want to say anything. She might want to tell you. So I'll let her share what she's gonna share. Um, but would you stretch your hands up this way? She's been uh, laboring faithfully for the Lord and uh, Common Collie. You got just packed up and moved there a number of years ago. Uh, when she believed the Lord called her to do that, and based on what she's been able to do, it's pretty clear the Lord called her to do that. And we're so grateful to be a part of what she's doing at his farm. Father, we thank you so much uh, for your daughter, our sister, uh, this precious, precious woman, this precious gift. Lord, you bless us in so many ways. And one of the best ways you bless us is through the people you set in our lives. And uh, Lord, we're so grateful that you have set Nadine in our lives. And Lord, now as she just shares a little bit about what you're doing uh, through her and, and, the, and the faithful people who are working there with his farm, would you encourage us, uh, stir us, Lord, to love you and to love people better? And uh, just bless her as she shares with us this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me come to speak. The first thing that I want to say to you is I'm humbled. I'm humbled. And I said to Catherine on the way here, don't let me get all choked up, God, because the depth of my gratitude to you, to my, my family, my church, is so deep I can't explain to you. Yeah, I picked up and went to Uganda, but I'm only stay, I've only stayed there because of your support, because of what you've done. And these are not platitudes just thrown out easily. The depth of my gratitude is, is so great. Because truly, if you give a prophet a drink of water in the name of a prophet, you get that prophet's reward. And there are those of you who have just laid out everything to support the people of Common Collie. Not me. You're not supporting me personally. You're supporting and taking care of a village where people are literally dying. So I'm, I'm saying all that. So what's it about? You know, and... and Pastor Billy, I really respect your, your push to get us involved in the things that, and the choices that we have for government. But what I pray every single day, when we have morning glory, we pray, thy kingdom come in common calling as it is in heaven. And what does that mean, thy kingdom come? We want to closely resemble what heaven's going to be like. Well, that's hard. It starts from, what is your purpose here on earth? You're here for one reason, and it's to choose who you're going to serve for eternity and where you're going to spend eternity, and then how many people you can bring along with you. The devil has the same program. That's the big division. It's not about politics. It's not about, you know different doctrines. You're here to decide who you're going to serve for eternity, period. And then you're going to try and see who you can love into the kingdom. So what I want to show you this morning is what you've done in Common Collie. I'm going to just mention a couple of things. You have no idea how different life is. I'm, I'm getting culture shock back here, okay? First of all, 
People are murdered and die every day in my village with no post-mortem, no questions, no police. If, uh, when we've had problems and needed the police, we had to pay them to come. That's the, the truth. It's so different. And people are dying from malaria. We don't even have malaria in, Uganda, in America anymore. People die every day. But guess what? You are saving lives. You literally have saved children's, and I could name their names, and it would mean nothing to you. But this is not something that, that's pie in the sky. This is what you're doing. You're, you're saving lives. When COVID lockdown first came to Uganda, all, all of the jobs disappeared, literally, because the jobs were cut by lockdown. You, we fed over 600 families over the first three months of lockdown. We fed 600 families. Now, what that means is different from the food pantry. In America, you have a safety net. You have food stamps. You have Section 8 housing. You have Medicare, Medicaid, all of these things. In Uganda, there are no safety nets. The people that you fed over the lockdown, would have died, literally. President Museveni um, promised the nation that every family would get potion and beans. No one got food from the government. No one. It did not happen. He promised them radios so that their children who live in huts with no electricity could listen to lessons online. No one got a radio. They, he promised them televisions. No one got anything. What you gave to the village of Kamenkali saved so many lives. Saved children's lives. We send, um, I can, I can, I have, there are, does anybody remember the, the albino children that we helped? Okay, you remember those children we helped? Two little albino children. Um, one of them, the boy, also has sickle cell. You bought him medicine. That boy is alive today and not in excruciating pain. From what I understand, sickle cell is excruciatingly painful without medication. And then you die of it. You saved his life. So I'm going to show you a little bit of what we're doing. But I, um, I want you to watch this and then ask me anything. Uh, this ministry is your ministry and you will receive the same reward that I get. I'll just tell you a little funny thing. Um, one of the men in my village who is a believer, and he works in the swamp, and he came to me. They call me Jaja. Jaja is grandma. They call me Jaja Munene. Munene means big. So my name is Big Grandma. <laughs> so he came to me, and he, and he said, he said, Jaja, when I go in the swamp, and I really want to tell these people, but I, it's like, what am, I, what am I accomplishing? What am I doing? And I said to him, I said, let me ask you a question. If Billy Graham and I stand before God, which one is going to get the bigger reward? And this is what I'm saying to you. What do you think? If Billy Graham and I stand before God and we both are en enter into heaven, his kingdom, who's going to get, the, get more of a reward? And he laughed at me. He said, Judge, of course, Billy Graham. I said, no. 
I said, what kind of parent would that be if he only gave me one leg and said, run a race, and he gave him two legs and that guy won? God has equipped you to do something. Where the reward comes in is when you agree to go and do it. I believe within a certain boundary that Billy Graham and I will get the same reward because we both said yes. And when you answer the appeal that comes through this church or any other ministry, when you answer the appeal, the thing that God is asking you to do, you will receive the same reward as that minister or that ministry. Because God equips you to do what you can do, what, he's, what he wants you to do. If he's equipped you with funds to support, if he's equipped you with the needs to pray, figuratively speaking, and you say yes and pray faithfully, guess what? You get the reward for saying yes. So it's not a, our rewards are not really based on how much we can accomplish. It's on how much we say yes to what God asks us to do. So with that, The children we have here are from, most of them are orphans, others are victims of child torture. When they come here, we teach them the Bible, we teach them, we educate them at his farm. We have uh, Elijah who was picked from the grandmother, the boy was very sick and hungry. The grandmother was too old. The father and mother of Elijah passed on of HIV. So the boy was at the verge of day of death. When he was picked, he came here, was always groomed. The other one was uh, Noah. Actually, Noah ran into Jaja's hands. He was beaten badly. He had wounds on his face and blisters. Actually, he was beaten by the, the stepmother. He was denied food, and yet they were using this child. Now, when he came here, he has been taken back to school. He's well-dressed. He is actually loved by the family, and there is hope. When you look at him, he has a smile on his face. He's one of the best here, the infants. He can read, he can write. Actually, he can even recite verses in the Bible. And that one gives hope. Jonah did not even know his mother. When he came here, he was taken to school because he had no education. He was taken back to school. After all level, Jonah is going to do nursing. And he's going to do it with passion because he loves it. 
Charles Waluku ran away from the father because the father wanted to kill him. Right now, he's a success story simply because he's graduating in a few months to come. During the lockdown, we have been having a variety of things taking place. We have been having the laptops and my personal time giving them my personal guidelines through the reading and the writing. And they have been able to improve in the reading and the writing skills. They are able now to read and improve on their math levels. We are able to learn the different weaknesses of the children and have been able to make sure that they are rectified and I believe that when they go back to school, they are going to be perfect. Because if we do not have the computers, perhaps the children will just be hanging around, being idle in the trading centers and moving around. But there are many sides to this ministry. Basically, we're on, on the ground helping the community. When God spoke to me about coming to Common Kali, he was not specific in to only go one way. He sent me to preach the gospel in Common Kali. My daily prayer is thy kingdom come in Common Kali as it is in heaven. But let me, let me talk to you about the school and the needs that we have for the school. This is what we have left to do on the school building. We need to paint the classrooms and the outside of the building, and we need to put up gutters, period. But we cannot open this school to function the way God has shown me he wants it done until we build the dormitories. For the dormitories, we need an architectural drawing, we need chain link fence and we need to put up those dormitories. We cannot start the school without the dormitories. We have to have two separate buildings because that's Ugandan law. We have to have a boys dorm on one side and a girls dorm on the other. And that's quite an expensive undertaking. But through Christ, that's, we have no problem. Uh, God will do it somehow and we've done it before. I have boys that are 15, 14 years old that are reading on a third and fourth grade level. And so the school is a remedial school and it will take children from other places. We meet, we have to have a dormitory. So we, because of wonderful donors, some in, some in Georgia, some in North Carolina, some in New York, we have purchased the land for the dormitories. We have five buildings on the property now that are all essential. We have a service building, a barn, and we have, of course, the school. And we have sufficient land now, thanks to the donors. These boys are loved and progressing. 
Um, we've, we've seen glorious testimonies. So these are some great accomplishments. We fed over 600 families during that lockdown because of wonderful, generous donors, people with a heart for people. Many families were truly saved from actual starvation and sickness. The school building is there, the chapel is done. Um, we, again, we need paint, we need gutters, and we need two dormitories. And thank you for all that you've done. And I'm just so blessed and so excited to see the smiles and, and the love. Uh, our mother here, Nadine, I give thanks to her for being a good coordinator with our donors. At his farm here, we give hope to the hopeless. We teach children, I believe that those, even those before, before they graduate, if they left here, they can be successful wherever they will be because they have learned a lot of things. Thank you. I know that our time is limited, so any questions, I'll wait. You can ask me whatever you like. We have, we are, we, meaning, I don't mean me and them, I mean us. We have accomplished things that are just not possible. I want you to understand this. I'm not telling you this for any reason except I want you to see the magnitude of what you've done. I'm going to tell you what my personal income is. I get $1,200 a month from Social Security, and I get $400 a month from CMS, my pension. And my son, who's been in the Army since he was 18 and is now a sergeant major at 38, is, sends me a little bit every month since the day he went in. That's my personal income. My personal income is about $2,000 a month. I also sold my house here in Mint Hill and put that into the ministry before I went. Um, my profit on that was about $11,000. Now, that's little. <laughs> that's so nothing. And yet, look at what we've done. Look what we've done. We fed 600 families. That's not two people. This is Uganda where they don't understand birth control. <coughs> okay? This is... This is I'm sorry, was that out of place? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but do you understand what I'm getting? When I say we fed 600 families, we gave them 10 kilo of grits. Okay? 10 kilo of grits and 5 kilo of dried beans every two weeks for three months. That's a lot of food. We saved lives. Where did that money come from? We built that school building. Only Norman has... How much did that building cost, Norman? How much? $50,000. Macaga. Okay, six. Macaga. That means six in, in Liguori. So $60,000. Now, I received... Re that doesn't, did not paint it. 
or lay the floor, okay? I received a donation, and we, we put a floor down, a tile floor in the chapel, and painted the chapel with soundproofing-type paint, which was quite expensive. Um, but we still need gutters, and we still need paint on the rest of the building. We built a bathroom. Um, how much did the bathroom cost, Norman? Okay, there you go. Thank you. But, I mean, where did this come from? We have a barn. Uh, we have a service building with a beautiful Ugandan kitchen. Um, we have four acres of land. The fence alone on the original part of this, and you must have a fence, okay? The fence alone on the original part was $11,000 in itself. That was paid by... Dr. Cindy Moss, uh, who is the lady that I used to work for. But all of these things, we estimate now that that ministry, if we were to put a monetary value on it, would be a couple of million dollars. I mean, really, with the land and the buildings and, and the animals, and it's a couple of, you know. But um, what I'm saying to you is, where did it come from? Why would, where did this all come from? You so my... Income is little. Where did that come from? Think about it. Think about it. Now, what I want to say to you is this, and I spoke this to the ladies' meeting the other day. No matter how old you are, no matter what you think your limitations are, that's not true. You have no limitations. If God has asked you to be a prayer, that's what I need the most. My source is God. You are the one that prays it in. Do you understand that? Do you understand that if you can't give a dollar, that's cool, no problem, because God gives you what you can give. He doesn't say, oh, well, we don't need that one or that one because they can't. No. God has given you something to usher in his kingdom. He's coming back, folks. He's coming. Behold, he comes riding on a cloud, shining like the sun. Hallelujah. Whew, I can't wait. But what do I have to do in the meantime? I have to occupy. I have to occupy until he comes. And that's what you need to do. Last time I was here, when I prayed, I prayed back in Uganda. What will I share with my family in Charlotte? And I didn't have anything. God kept saying to me, share the same thing you shared last time. Mind your business. Hold your tongue. Do your work, and then you're done. And what that means is, is God has equipped you and called you. He does, not, he does not call you if he doesn't equip you. When I, get, when I got to Uganda and I looked around, I said, God, your will, your bill. <laughs> you know, really. Um, but God has equipped every one of you for something. It may be involved with his farm. It may be involved with this wonderful ministry that we have over here that has the, 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 the Asian and, you know, the... Yeah, neighborhood, you know, all that, that stuff. That's a fabulous ministry. If that's where God has got you, you stick to it. Don't be, don't be thinking of something else. Whatever God has called you to, do it. And your reward is the same as Billy Graham's because you said yes.